Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ngakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of April 23rd, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Mina-san, Ginki. Oh, Ginkis, indeed. What you guys been up to and what you guys been listening to? Let's start with you, Luna. Oh, wow. So, it's unfortunately been a busy week so i haven't been able to get as much listened to as usual but i'm still on a kodakumi kick and mainly her walk of my life album that has been just fantastic to go back to also popped in bon voyage which is still a great album and japanesque so i've been going down that road some double face in there too and also been listening to chan mina's newest single Jean. I absolutely love Bee Jean and I am obsessed with that song. I've watched the music video a jillion times and that track is amazing. Still on a cream kick, but I keep switching up my cream songs. Right now it's Futati Times Party with Simba and and Simba's semi-double featuring cream. Is I just love Simba's voice in that. It just fits so well. And I did go back to Samboa and started listening to her Shine We Are from her Love and Honesty album. And I still love how cute and poppy that track is. And it's just one of those, those, uh, how do you say it? One of those ever favorites that you go back to. And same with Arashi. I went back to Arashi, but mainly three tracks. Aosora Pedidu, Love So Sweet, and We Can Make It. Those are kind of those comfort songs. There we go. That's what I was looking for, comfort songs. Same with Shine We Are and Number One by Boa. And also went back to Aoyama Teruma, Wasada Nayo, is that track just makes me cry, brings me to tears. And I also went back to Sobani Irune featuring Soja. And that has something to do with what we'll talk about later, why I went back to Aoyama Teruma. And also went back to Michi. As I needed something a little upbeat-ish, so I went back to her Hey Girl song and Promise as a really fun and has that has like that good mix of pop and electronica together. So those are those are the few things I've been listening to. It really hasn't been all the much. What about you, Gray? Yeah, no, uh I have been in a bish kick as of late. Their new single star has been like on repeat, and that's honestly eating up like the majority of my week i'll listen to star and then i'll I'll go and i'll listen to stuff off their first album and i'll listen to life is beautiful so i've just kind of been on a bish kick all week i have still also been listening to obviously this week's mc which we'll get to and i also discovered this lovely four member girl band haku uh Mm. i shared them with ken and uh I wound up really digging them, so I, I was checking them out this week, and uh, that's a pretty much it. What have you been listening to, bud? So I've been listening to a various amount of things. So I've been listening to this vocalist named Puni Puni Denki, <laughs> which is an amazing name, and her EP Denshi Disco Mitsuden, and her song Goodbye Paradise, which is absolutely amazing it is a remix version of an older song she adds a little bit of a jazz element into it so it's it's really really good i also been listening to vocalist amane with her injury single that's was really really good i've been just a bunch of different things like i saw yesterday th- their new single darling came out i've been listening to that there's a vocalist named yama with her single ishu no aka i've been bl- 
digging that oh so much been listening to no bridge with his uh, digital release chain which is really good kieran g because he revamped kieran g their new s- song sai kai it's absolutely amazing probably a runner up for my song of the year already uh, we got koji with color of your hearts album and i really like the track uh, 712 it's actually really good it's just full composition it there's no lyrics it's just full full orchestra there so it's really great and speaking of orchestra i love you orchestra stings swing style is is an also a just a band composition style of group and they do jazz as well their song is sweet spare is absolutely phenomenal so i've been really liking that king new which we'll probably see next week with their new single is abaku i I'm pretty sure you guys aren't going to like it because it is the beginning is really out there. It is really out there, but I kind of dig it because it, it kind of makes it merge near the end. But I, I know a lot of people are going to have some niffs about that. Then I've been also listening to Mokosato, her Glint single because Ramenade Soda and Cigarettes is absolutely phenomenal. Her new release that she's going to have later on in the year is absolutely amazing. Just a various amount of things, actually. So, I'm I'm actually looking forward to what is in store for this week's releases. So I've been kind of catching up through there, but yeah, just just a lot of things, a lot a lot of things. But yeah, with that, let's go on to our topic here, and. This one was kind of an interesting one, and we've talked about music videos in the past, and, you know, some certain music videos, like with idols or for other bands and stuff like that, we've seen the rise of having a lot of storytelling and narrative being told throughout their music videos, and, like, one of the questions that I post to you guys is, do you guys like that or not? Do you guys think it's a good style? And... Um, out of all the artists that we have listened to, is there someone that could stand out, so to speak, in the case of music videos? So let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, no, I thought this was a very interesting topic this week, and you know, it's, it's very interesting. I I do really enjoy you know when a song adds like a story element to it because you know it is a music video. There there's the video component of it, and I think with like a story, you're really utilizing the video aspect of it while you know i like dance numbers as much as the next person and i i there's some good music videos that are heavily dance and there's nothing wrong with that but i i think they're done all the time and it's just something that i i really feel like a good story narrative mixes it up quite a bit I couldn't come up with a specific artist that I felt like if they switched to a storytelling format that it would enhance them or make them stand out in any way. Well, um, not so much. Not so much as just implementing yeah. a story, a narrative, just to stand out, so to speak. And I think, you know, the reason why we've seen a lot of dance videos right now is the implementation of K-pop. That's true. That That's very I, true. And because of artists like this have been popping up a lot more. And that's what I truly believe, though. Yeah, well, one of the artists that kind of stuck out in my mind, interestingly enough, is uh, Kinshi Yunezu. Because he doesn't usually incorporate like a story element in his music videos. But he does 
always have like very interesting visuals in his music video that really is eye grabbing. The, yeah. the the thing that jumped in my mind was unbelievers and and that even though that that there's no narrative to that you know it's still very captivating and you mm. know I, I I it would be interesting to see what he would do with a story if he ever wanted to go in that direction like uh, the sequel to unbelievers so you have like the guy in the wolf suit yeah doing things like, I, I think <laughs> I think like the closest one was Umito Yude. But yeah. I think mostly because that's implementing a lot of what the anime that he was doing. Yeah. So, so I. The thing is with Kenshi, it's it's very interesting that you brought up Kenshi though, because he's he's a very artistic person, and you can see them very much well in his music videos. Yes. So, yes. And I know it's uh, bitten you in the butt a couple of times, and. It has. Yeah, yeah. But I and, I appreciate him for it nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the style of artist he is and and he does stand out because of the, just the Hideo Kojima esque style of visuals that he likes to tell is just it's something that you want to watch if you're a fan of his and something that you're yes. kinda afraid of if you're not a fan of his. <laughs> I, I I am I am afraid of and look forward to at the same time. This because is very you- Full Mango is one of my favorite because they're so weird and they're so out there and I love it when artists do that and make something super weird. And I think like another th- another thing where it, it a perfect example is this is Condan for you. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the music video was... is so whack, but when you just kind of sit there and you kind of just take the music as is, it's, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was and that was Condon specifically was a song that I had to listen to many times before I I understood what it was and what it was doing, and getting the music video out of the way really helped me. It opened my eyes. Pardon the metaphor because <laughs> it doesn't work, but it opened my eyes to what that song was because I was like, oh, okay, this is a jazz song. I I completely missed it, and when I was able to be like, oh, hey, this is new jazz. That's very interesting. Uh, that was not I was not expecting that. So, yeah, like, I th- I think Kenshi could do something pretty interesting. Like like Unbelievers is nightmare fuel, and I'm certain he could make even more nightmare fuel with Unbelievers. So, like I I'm hoping for an Unbelievers sequel. I really am. Like I want to dig the 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 wolf suit back out and just I don't know have like a reality bending sort of thing going on. I don't know. He could do it. He could totally do it. But yeah, that that's who I could think of. Uh, just another group who, I mean, they're no longer together. But well, they're spiritual successors together, and we'll talk about them later. <laughs> Although I didn't watch the music video for this week, so I don't know if it incorporated a story element or not. But uh, it didn't. K- <laughs> it didn't. Okay. Uh, Akizaka forty six. I I I liked it kind of like when they did like a Kuroi Hitsuji. Because I, I kind of liked it. It was a weird story because it was basically her going around helping people with the power of dance. But it still has a, a very loose threadbare story in it. And then they made it work within like what that group does because it's a dance-heavy group. So I, I always like the music video for that one. And it, it shows like how she impacts others and others impact her. And it... it, it it was a very nice music video, and so I, 
I think like maybe Sakurazaka forty six could maybe go back to doing something similar to that one day. No. possibly. I'm like not that, that's my breath. that's the thing though. Sakurazaka probably won't because that's no. how they lost Yurina because they put yeah. well another different a lot of different factors helped with that, but a main part was pushing Yurina to do all of those heavy liftings. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they really put, like, the the weight of the group on her shoulders. And, I yep. like, the day she left, I was sad, but I didn't blame her for it. I was like, well, I don't blame her. Like, that. that is a rough gig, and she, I mean, she had a it, hard job. 18-year-old having back problems already, so... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little young for that. But yeah, that, that was, like... One of the other groups I could think of, like I know, like they, or well, I was trying to think of a group. I was trying, like, I know, like we've covered a ton of songs with stories in their music videos, but when I was trying to come up with what I was wanting to say for the topic, like I could not think of anything. So that was like the only thing I could think of. So that's why I brought it up. I was like, oh, you know, the one time they did that one thing that was cool, I, I, I really liked it, and yeah, I do. I, I, I will say Luna is going to make a good point when she gets to hers, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's about all I have to say. Well, since you brought up my point, for me, I do enjoy storytelling, the storytelling narrative in music videos. However, I feel that it depends on the song because not all songs or tracks are going to fit with a storytelling narrative. And for, I can't pinpoint a specific artist because of this reason because there's some artists that fits can do the storytelling perfectly but then they can also do another type of music video that stands out it could be a dance video it could just be something very stylized and for one of my examples i'm just going to use like i absolutely love aoyama thelma and one of her music videos, specifically Wasade Nayo, had an impact on me due to its storytelling narrative. And I mean, it brought me to tears. It just how it was implemented from the beginning to the end where it starts off with the story, goes into the song, goes back to the story. And it's pretty much like a mini movie. And it fit perfectly with the track. It's a very powerful ballad, powerful lyrics. And that story just made it even more impactful. And I believe, like, mainly with a lot of ballad tracks or a lot of slower tracks, a storytelling narrative will fit so well in that. And she is one artist that I own all her music videos. And a lot of them could benefit from a story. Like, Wasada Nayo was perfect. Like, I would have loved to see one for Soba Ni Irune which was her first one, and I, I'd like to see a redo of it because it'd be amazing. But that would be another example. She used to do more slower R&B songs. Those, I think those would have benefited from a story video. But when she changed to her more dance music, like We Are the World, I mean, I, I could not see a story video with that. She made it stand out by doing some really weird stuff in it. It incorporated a lot of interesting things in general, of, like, how people know Japan. So it sticks out. And that's, like, an example. She did both. She's done storytelling, and she stuck out. And I feel like what Kodokumi and Ayumi Hamasaki, they've done the same thing. When the whole storytelling narrative was taking a big... I mean, it was big at one time, and a lot of artists were incorporating that. In their ballads, they have done it so well. 
And like for Kotokumi, her U ballad, that music video, same with Yume no Uta, Futari Day, did I that think, whole. Like for, for Koda, for Koda specifically, she's really, really good with that. There was, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the wish, one of the compilations. and Love, and it had. It was the whole compilation when you play as it as whole as Wish You Happiness and Love, but it incorporates, um, is it like Juicy? No. No, no um, that's the different her, one. Her her best, her best compilations, because I, I'm not too sure if you, if, oh, like, best if you watch. Oh, Best Second Session. Yeah, the Best Second Session, because if you watch, yeah, it had a story that lunked all all several music videos that was included on that on yes. that. That was was part of the wish you happiness and love. Like someday I'll be there. And I think you was one of them. Yeah. Birthday Eve was probably one of the, was probably one of the outliers, but like common LinkedIn with someday, uh, shake it up, LinkedIn with feel and wind, I think. And then you led into candy and they all, yeah. And they all intertwined like that whole best she did was just brilliant. Cause she did the 12 singles one, you know, for the 12 weeks and Mm. it was being honest, it flowed so well. And I love that she did that. And it's, to this day, it still sticks out. And I still watch it as if you bought the DVD. Mm. It actually came with that compilation of them completely linked together. Yeah. And I love that aspect because you're getting a whole movie. It's about 24 to 30 minutes long. Yeah. And she- I think that was probably one of my first exposures to Coda was watching that because my friend had it, and I was like, well, okay, that seems very interesting. He was like, oh, yeah, all the music videos are really good, and they, have st- they do an overarching story. I was like, oh, that's something that I've never heard of from an, an artist beforehand. And then she redid it again on her Four Hot Wave single, where she literally intertwined Ningyo Hime, I'll Be There Juicing With Your Smile, and that also became a big, you know, like, doing the music videos. So I like that she did that, and it fit very well what what she was doing and i feel like you know i i like especially in her case linking all her music videos was a very unique concept and best second session came out in 05 06 but the singles were came out in 05 so that was you know i feel like in a way it was ahead of its time because then in about 208 209 210 that's when more artists started doing more of the story oriented ones again but like I love that when artists can do something like that, it not only makes them stand out, but you get a story with it. So, I mean, I will say she's an artist, even if she doesn't do a story element, she always puts something in her music videos that you do remember her by. It's like a signature stands out. And same with IU and her You Were Ballad. It was one of those singles that played off each other. It was a continuing story. So I, I feel like in those instances, those fit well, but then, you know someone like exile who's dance-based i I mean yeah i I see them yes they can do stories and we've seen them and i'm going to specifically say sanda meiji soul brothers but when someone like that does dance like yes we are i'm not going to want a story out of that i'm going to expect a hardcore dance video that's memorable and they make it memorable and i feel like colors and styles play into that as well Mm. Mm. so I think for me, it's like, it really depends on the song. And even for like Cream, they do have some story videos, 
But the funny thing is, is their weirder videos like Banana stick out more because of how fun they are. And because the little bitty random things they throw in that makes you remember it. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like it can go both ways in that aspect. And that's kind of like my spin on it is I'm going to orient it by more of that track than a specific artist. Yeah. Like a song by song basis, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, there are some artists I would love to see who do a lot of ballads. I'd like to see them do a story because they haven't. Like Daichi Mira would be a really interesting one to see him do more like a story video for some of his ballads, I think would be very, very good. But he is more dance oriented, so mainly you see dance videos. But I think that would be an interesting one to see. Hmm. Yeah, no, uh, something that's very interesting that like I... I I was like interesting that you never brought this up, Gray, and I didn't think that you would bring up Kiyakizaka. I thought you would bring up Nogizaka, because the the song that does this to a point is Kairi Michiwa Tomada Nai Shikaku Naru, because it I does the about o- that one. It it it's not a <laughs> that that that's the reason why I really like that particular song because that song and the music video absolutely phenomenal because it does show an alternate lifestyle for her that she thought that she would have done and i really like that aspect of it that showed both of that usually nogizaka isn't known for that but the fact that they did that for nanase's graduation i am so happy that they did yeah no that was a wonderful music video a great deviation from the norm too it really i even though i completely forgot about it it did stand out and uh, especially because usually Nogizaka 46 specifically, it just seems like either it's girls in the random places or they're all dancing in some big vacuous room. And yeah. I don't have a huge problem with their music videos per se, but I, I felt like that particular song really mixed it up a bit and yeah. really gave it that unique flavor. Yeah, I completely, like I said, like, I was blinking on songs like I was trying to come up with stuff. So thank you for reminding me like that is a, <laughs> that's a good that's a good pick. Yeah. And then another one is obviously the 48s and I the 48s does it really well. There's for Paradoto Emerald that has a very story element from SKE of oh yeah I'm gonna take my 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 courage and go ask this guy out and stuff like that obviously certain ones do stand out more than others and another one of that was everyday kachusha because it does so well to have a a memorable thing for every single one of their music videos prior because that that particular song at the time was the 21st release and they never thought they would have gotten there and they picked story elements from prior music videos to stick that in there and I thought that was really impressive at the time and then also Namida Surprise Namida Surprise that entire music video is basically a story of a surprise birthday party <laughs> so that was one thing as well like the 48s did that to a T back in the day and I've really liked that transition that they did another group that stands out for me that does this very well is Green and I've talked to you guys right before we went on the air here about green and how a lot of their music videos are like mini movies and you can just watch and understand the emotions and it ties so well to the song 
so much so that I can't help but to think about one or the other either either way and and, and the song for that is Haruka Haruka is on the scale of music videos that is probably one of my favorites to be honest and I, I do like the story narrative in music videos a whole lot but I do agree with you Luna that it there is a time and a place and not every song needs it but certain artists do need it because they need to stand out and one of those things for me to stand out is pretty much anyone in the Bang Dream <laughs> series. This is a little bit a cheap uh, personal one for me because the franchise doesn't have actual music videos for their live action counterparts or actual music videos in general because it's too expensive to do the 3D. And if the fact that they especially have these bands that actually do perform really kills me. And while I do understand the way that they're doing the way that they're doing, but, you know, you had the de debut of Morphonica, they had a live-action music video, and I thought that was going to be the change from here on, that everything else was going to have a live-action music video, but it didn't. It was only for Morphonica and their debut. And I understand it's their debut, but there hasn't been much teases for live-action music videos as of much. There's wonder here there for Pop and Party, but that's their biggest one. I had wished one for Rosalia when they did their album. I had wished for Razor Sulin when they released their new single, but nothing. And I completely understand by the time they were doing the shift into live action, the pandemic happened. So I completely understand. But you had other groups from other franchises that Bushiro does do live action music videos, like Rondo with their D4DJ. All their music videos are live action. Granted, they're the only group that has music videos, but that's besides the point. But I think that it's very interesting that you, especially with these franchises, that you have something that sticks out like a band or a DJ or something that's a little bit different than how we have Love Live and Idolmaster. Why aren't you guys doing that? Why aren't you doing the live action part? It makes no sense to me in my personal plan yet. I actually think yours is a super interesting concept of that because I would expect the Bang Dream series to do music videos like that. It would be not, I think it'd be great promotional material as well for the franchise. And I think it would also put a unique spin on it because the Love Live series did do some music videos, but they did them all animated. But I think it'd be super neat to actually see like a live action one. Yeah, and the fact that all of the vocalists are also actors and they know how to be like on in front of the camera and on screen like you you could get the seiyus to to do the the music videos themselves. So and that would be very interesting in in a weird way. So uh it, it's a very interesting and unique concept. Like I get the the whole thing because of well, production and, and, and labels because they're not under the same label or industry or studio or or office and stuff like that. I completely understand. That's probably one of the reasons why to put that back. And I understand if it's a song for an anime, they probably want the anime 
their their anime counterparts to do the song compared to their live action ones especially for like pop and party if they're doing the opening for bank dream season three or season four when that, that inevitably comes out you would want the fans of that i'm, I'm putting fans in, in in quotations there uh would want to see the the animated part obviously but i think the whole thing specifically with bang dream is there a lot of people come out for these like for these for live concerts i know I was in one of them. <laughs> so, and a lot of fans come out and go he- hardcore, even though it's the anime waifu thing. Seeing them do the live performance live with the instruments is something. It's very something. I, I don't understand why they don't do that for the music videos. I could see it being a cost thing. And like you said, with labels, especially with seiyus being tied to different labels, I could just see them kind of fighting for it. But it would be... I would like to see them collaborate and do a music video like that. And like you said, seeing those artists perform live is a different experience, especially when they got their instruments. So even if they did one per season or one per group every so often, I think it would be a nice treat and it would be great promotion for the franchise in general. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. And I think that... I, I like the aspect of the music videos having certain elements and stuff like that. It really helps artists really stand out, especially if they have an exceptionally made music video. Even if it doesn't need to have a story, if it's done very well, I will most likely pay attention to it. Like for for example, like like I've mentioned earlier, like the covers for D four DJ and they do their their live action stuff. Those are actually really really good. Even though they're not having a story, they're just performing in a room, so... With that, let's continue on to this week's music corner here. And Gray, you have the lovely, lovely chance to introduce your artist, so why don't you take the stage? Yeah, uh, so this week I decided that I wanted to introduce a lovely three-member pop rock band uh, known as Spira Spica. Uh, they got started at in 2013 under a different name snowman and then when they made their major label debut under uh sakura music uh they changed their name to spear speaker which was also coincided with the release of their song start dash the group is centered around lead vocalist mikiha who the band feels is an innocent character that naturally makes viewers and listeners smile uh, the lead guitarist is Yuji Taranishi, and the bassist goes by... I couldn't tell if this is just like only his first name, so I just said he goes by the name Masuda. But yeah, no, Mikiha uh, is a, it's really a, the... It's a last name, but yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I, was, I, was like, I couldn't tell if that was like really his name or if that's just like a nickname he likes to go by, so... It's yeah. probably a nickname, but, but yeah, Masu- Masuda is a, the name. So. <laughs> yep, yep. The bassist is uh, Masuda. And uh, yeah, no, I, I really feel like uh, Mikiha is really the heart and soul of this group. I, I do think like the, the, the band knows where their money's made and they kind of lean into it, maybe a little too hard at times. But I, I do. I, I love her vocal. She just has such a great voice and sound. I, I think Mikiha is very... She's very capable of being cute in some songs and in other songs she just has a very nice soft voice and that really just pulls the listener in she really knows how to use her instrument 
and I, I really, really like Miki Ha. Like I said, I, I think your love for this group would probably live and die by Miki Ha's vocals. Uh, <laughs> I really like, I, I like Tara Nishi's guitar work. I, I also think it's really, really good, but not nearly as good as Miki Ha's vocals. They dropped their first album last year, uh, Pop Step Jump. Uh, they have eight EPs and one single. Uh, their latest EP, Pyramid Daigaku Ten, was released earlier this year. My favorite song of theirs is their track, Kamisama no Itazura, which is on their Pyramid Daigaku Tan. I, I, I love it. It's just a nice, sweet, mid-tempo song that really focuses on... Miki Ha's vocals and this is the song that I heard that really made me fall in love with the group and what made me want to do them for Music Corner but I'm very eager to hear uh, what your guys' thoughts are so Luna why don't you take us away so I was not prepared for this this was I'm trying to think of how to describe uh, Spita Spica and I, I think Miki Ha is very talented and the group is talented in general. However, this was a lot of anime in your face, hyper upbeat, not what I was expecting. And I'm not, I mean, if you like that type of thing, you really like upbeat music that'll get you really excited, hyper, that type of thing, you will greatly enjoy Speed of Speaker. For me, though, I think I've had not the best week, so this has not been my style. This isn't really in my wheelhouse right now. I love anime music, and being honest, this is what I would categorize them as. It is very anime, except max hyper anime level. And I did, I do think their ballads are super solid, though. Their, their faster songs, like Start Dash... And there was one that I was just like, I cannot today. Like, stop, start dash, pop step jump, those type of things. It just wasn't for me. However, I thought their ballad, Leaving You, from their first album was solid. But my favorite track that I actually thought was really, really good was Sayonara Namida. I think Miki Ha's vocals were fantastic. It had a great composition. And I greatly enjoyed that. And I also really liked it. It was another slow song that was on their re-rise EP2 called Heartful. And I think that was another fantastic ballad. And when they do ballad and slower tracks, I I do enjoy Speed of Speaker. And I, I think Mikiha has great vocals. I think it's just when they go a little hyper is where I, I just couldn't handle it so that wasn't for me but they do have some great tracks out there and I want to say thank you for introducing them because they were very interesting I did I will say I did not expect what I got though (laughs) I don't know what I was expecting I just it was a lot (laughs) Ken I'm curious to hear your thoughts on uh, Speed of Speaker as well so they were very interesting group like I, I I wish that you had mentioned the tonal change with Sayonara Namida because you're right, Luna. It is a, a really great song and it's a song that you did not expect. Of them. If, if you were to tell me that the group that is doing Pyramid Dai, 
uh, Gakuten, it did Sayonara Namida, I would say you're kidding me, because just the tonal change is very, very different. But you, if you listen throughout their entire discography, which is a fairly easy thing to do, it's you can kind of see hear that change because you hear it in Twinkle, which is also really good. You hear it in Re-Rise, which is really, really great. I think for me, it's just when you're introduced to them, especially if you listen to that top song, which is Pyramid Dai Gakuten, you're in for a kind of rough ride. <laughs> and it is fairly anime-ish, and it, it, you can tell that, that the style and things like that is very anime, and they've been used for anime for a bunch of other times as well. I've, I've seen that. Uh, one of the things that really interests me, though, is, Greg, do you know when they changed their name from Snowman to Spirit Speaker? Uh, it, it was when they debuted. It, it like it was a when they did their major debut with uh, Sankara music. It, it was from my understanding and my research. Th- so back in two thousand eighteen, then yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I so- tried to find their their independent work, and I was unable to. You probably won't be able to because probably during that time they weren't uploading their music digitally, so it was only a physical thing. Probably the reason why they did their name change is because of the debut of of Snowman, and they probably didn't want to get confused with that. Maybe. I mean, they were a year or two before that, though, because Snowman debuted last year. But they were also Johnny Jr.'s group, though. Oh, yeah. So they probably already had the inkling or probably had the... The copyright the dom- name for it. Yeah, the, the domain, and they probably yeah. had the domain website, so that that's a possibility, yeah. That they probably, probably were that. thinking about that. Yeah. So that that's probably one of the reasons why they did do this name change. Um I, I just was wondering when when it happened. Because when you say snowman, I obviously well uh, think of the <laughs> Johnny's group. So that yes. was probably the reasons why. And so it it's interesting for this band. I once again I I think they just need to tone it down just a bit. <laughs> it it's the same thing like I had originally with Narkaitaki. Well, they toned it down a bit, but I think also with Narkaitaki they had a different style approach. Yeah, they had to, a different style. To Spare Speaker, and that's what made me get used to to Mosa's vocals works to the most part, and. And Mikia's voice, the voice range is really, really good as well. But it does do the typical anime thing. And if you don't like that, you're going to have a rough ride. I'm just going to be straight out with that. There's just a couple things that I wish they could do. But they do have all the elements there. But they aren't going to change to what I want. I, I wish I could have songs like Sayonara Namida and Iyo Iyo Mosuki no Uchi. Because... That's a little bit more toned down, Di- uh, Pyramid Daigakusen. I think that's the only reason. <laughs> I think it really, really jumped me, uh, Pyramid, Pyramid Daigakusen. And Iyoyomo Suki no Uchi really is that that threshold point of what I want for that kind of hyperactive pop group. Even if they are a band, I, I, I figured I had would really had liked that because... When you had told me who this this group was, I was like, uh, they sound fairly like how pretty much a three member Narkaitaki, so I figured I would have liked them as well, but it's it's a little bit different, just style, composition, and just vocal range. But 
I think for for me, as long as they don't go pyramid diagonal <laughs> levels of ranges, there, I think they'll be okay. <laughs> but that's just me. I wish they could do more of that slower style, like Sirena Namida, but that's going against the mission statement of this group. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, just just to reemphasize what you said, there I would agree that there is in so, not all of their songs, but there are some songs that do have a very oh, this is an anime opening feel to it, and if you dig into it, yeah, it, it was attached to an anime, so yeah. they they have been used for a lot of anime, so and that it is something that is a turnoff for some people, and I understand that. Uh, yeah, it uh, didn't that... bother me, but I understand where that criticism is coming from. I mean, I love anime music, but I think for this, that's what this group all felt like. I mean, you can do a theme song, do an anime, but when all your songs sound like that, I think that, like, all their upbeat ones sounded like that for me. But I will say, like, Sayonara Namida, like Ken said, you can hear the tonal change, and Mikiha's voice fits so well with that, and I love that that stuck out. But I think it wasn't... I'm not saying I hate anime music because I I freaking love it. I can think of so many ones that I enjoy and have in my iPod. But there's also a point to they were I, a little hyper. I I think the only criticism that that for anime music that I will give in is they know what works and they fall into that very much so. And well, not to beat the dead horse of like I was saying they they know what they are and they're not going to change that and that style is going to be used for anime a lot more and unfortunately i mean hey it does very well they that style does rare and they'll probably be cast for a lot of anime roles and i i'll be thankful for that because i can see this band doing very well in that circles and they ha- obviously have been so yeah i can see yeah. that as well i mean if i see them with a show it'll probably change my opinion a little bit too I think it just didn't match with my thought, my feelings this week. But I mean, I, I could easily see they're a very anime band and I can see them doing very well because they stick to their genre and they know what they do best. Pretty much what Ken said. Yeah, I do know for a fact that Sayonara Namida was actually used as one of the endings for Boruto. So, uh, and you can, you can kind of hear it a little bit in that song. I mean, it's a great song. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's yeah. used for like one of the endings, which obviously would be a slower style thing because no one's going to yes. be going out for an ending and have high high pace it for the most on the part. Arc. <laughs> yeah, it depends yeah. on the arc, but yes, depends, depends. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you guys uh, checked them out this week, and it'll be interesting to see where you guys are when we do the roundup. I I had a feeling this would be like this, and. Uh, because we're covering them pretty early on in the cycle, I am mm. eager to see what their next release is going to look like and what y'all's thoughts are going to be when we do that wrap up again. Because uh, I, I get the feeling, I, uh, hopefully, you guys might move a little bit more and stuff. So that, that's what I'm hoping for. That, that's the thing. When we do our roundups, these early artists are going to benefit a lot more than the later artists because hopefully by then they have released a lot more things. So yeah, yeah, at least at least one release or two. I know, like sometimes yeah. we'll cover some people and they don't have any releases, which really stinks. 
uh, but you, usually the earlier ones have a release or two, which is awesome. And so I, I'm eager to see how how things shake out now in about six months. I, I'm actually really looking forward to that. So, but thank you for introducing us yeah. to Spare Speaking. So I'm oh, looking you. forward to to see how they'll change or won't change if they stay the same. I'm looking forward to that regardless. But yeah, with that. Let's continue on to the Archon here. And <laughs> I know you really like this week, Grace. <laughs> this was my week. It was made for me. I, I, this, that's this, how I feel. This The newer <laughs> songs were made for you. All the older songs were. Or you were kind of miff on them. But a, a, a lot of the newer songs were. So, with that, let's continue on to number 10. It is the same step in the step by Need You. Nothing more we can say. Okay. It's probably going to be in here as as long as their other single is in here as well. So this week, it's the lovely 22,364 points. Going on up to number nine, it is Wasudena by Awesome City Club. I mean, I'm surprised it stayed on here for this long. Its time has kind of probably run out at this point. I don't see it going past May, if that. So, But we shall see. We shall see. This week, Wasudena sold their lovely 24,300 points. Going on up to number 8, it is Uwase Ba'ado. I'm very surprised that this is still on here because the anime that is, this is occurred to had passed. So, we'll see. This week, Uwase sold their lovely 24,895 points. Going on up to number 7, it is Dynamite by BTS. So, I assume that this is your work, Luna, by having Dynamite on here. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I listened to this a couple more than a couple times this week. I'm sure my husband hates it. I actually he does. He's tired of it. I, it's been the same playlist for the last couple weeks. So this week it's at a lovely twenty five thousand six hundred eleven points, and going on up to number six, it is Yodini Kaikiru by Yasobi. It's been on here for more than a year, so congratulations to Yasobi with this amazing track. That's another artist that we forgot to mention, or or style of artists that we forgot to mention digital artists mostly do stories in their music videos a lot more mostly because they're not there but <laughs> but Yoda ni Kakeru sold a lovely 28,192 points here number 5 it is Dry Flower once again by Yudi it's again I can't wait for the album work for Yudi so kind of judge that a little bit more here this week it sold a lovely 29,200 points and going on up to number four, it is Nothing But Funky by ABC2Z. So, Gray, <laughs> why don't you take the charge on how much you love this song? <laughs> this, this song puts the smile on my face. I love it so much. It is not a funky track, sadly, or in the funk genre. Let me Let me be clear in my phrasing. But it's a wonderful pop number with a great dance beat. And I mean, it is just one of those songs. Once you hear it, it just gets stuck in your head. And for me personally, it just puts a smile on my face. I, I love it. It's got a nice little kooky factor to it that I find personally charming. And uh, I mean, these guys really just bring it. They sound really good. And I, I did. I, I loved it. I I really debating if i had the money i would i would be on cd japan ordering it right now it was my song of the week 
and I, I I've listened to the song about five or six times uh, since uh, you sent it to me the other day, Ken. So I I am loving the song and can't wait to see what they do next. What about you, Luna? So I think for me, it just this was not to my taste. I just wasn't feeling nothing but funky, and I feel like I felt like this before with A, B, C to Z. In general, they're your very happy-go-lucky male idol group with a lot of upbeat tracks, and I mean, they got good vocals, but nothing but funky fell a little flat for me, and it could just be the type of mood I've been in this week, and this was not the genre I was feeling. But I will say it did feel very Adashi-esque to me. Like, I felt like I was listening to Adashi knockoff. I know I wasn't. But it felt a l- nothing but funky felt a little bit like that to me. However, I just think it's not the type of style or genre that's in my wheelhouse, to be honest. Yeah, so... I, I know how I feel about A, B, C to Z. And that is... I don't really like them. <laughs> and I think it's because they do that happy-go-lucky thing. They are traditional Johnnies to a T, and I don't mind that. But it's like how you said earlier, Luna. They are very much stepping into Adashi's shadow, very much so. And I think they kind of gotta be because Adashi is gone. So I don't mind them trying to fill that void. But I think, personally, I think King and Prince is a much more worthy successor than they are, in my opinion. That, that's just me. But I, I've known I had problems with A, B, C to Z before, and I've known that both me and you, Luna, has had pro- these exact same problems. And I, this is the group that I've always liked to tease you, Gray, about, because this was probably one of your first junior groups that you really, really liked back then. So Yeah, I, I, and I think A, B, C to Z was like one of, like the groups that really got me to start really appreciating Johnny's and the Johnny style. And I've really grown to love and appreciate Johnny's a lot more, but I know in the beginning, like I had a hard time appreciating that Johnny style and ABC to Z was like that thing that helped me open that door, so to speak. So this is a good song. I really liked it. Yeah. And it's nothing, nothing to fault it. And I also think that, the fact that it's a fairly short song really helped it out, especially for yours. I think if it was if it dragged on a little bit longer, I think I would have a little bit much more of a problem with it. But the fact that it is a kind of shorter song, I kind of can. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I can I can agree with it a little bit more. Yeah, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It, it knows what it's doing. It gets in. It gets out. It. it it's just enough to feel nice on the tongue without being like, yeah. Cause like if they slapped like another minute of that song, even I would have hated it. I've been like, okay, why, why is this over four minutes long? Like three, like three twenty is really nice. It gets in, gets out and it never overstayed its welcome. It was really good in that regard. Regardless, nothing but funky. So a lovely 30,291 copies because it is CD only. Cause <laughs> Johnny's, <laughs> but Continuing on up to number three, it is Kaibutsu and Urushi Suisetsu by Yoao Sobi. Eh, nothing more we can say here. I'll probably be on here for a couple more weeks due to the fact of 
Baystar's making an appearance internationally fairly soon. So, with that, this week it sold a lovely 40,582 points. And going on up to number two, it is Take a Picture and Poppin' Shaken by Niju. Nothing more we can say. We had our lovely rant about this last week, so. This week, it sold a lovely 84,525 points. And going on up to number one, it is Bon by Sakurazaka46. Now, how did you guys feel about this track? Let's start with you, Luna. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to throw you on your feet there first, because I know this song was a rough ride. <laughs> oh, this Bon was more than a rough ride. I did not like this, but also I think it's because I'm not a big fan of Sakurazaka in general. And Bond was definitely not in my wheelhouse. It was like way, it, it was too much. There was too much going on composition wise. I think that was a big part of my issue is it just drowned out the rest of the track. And I just, I, I couldn't get into I got, it. I gotta ask Luna, which one did you dislike more? Because I know we haven't liked Sakura Saka. We, we both me and you haven't really liked this. They're, they're rebranding. So, which one did you not like more? This or Nobody's Fault? Ugh. Ugh they're both horrible. I don't know what I don't <laughs> like worse because I don't even remember Nobody's Fault. I just remember I didn't Shots like it. fired. Ow. I, I felt that in my heart. I'm sorry. I don't even remember Nobody's Fault. That's how much I didn't like it. And you know what? I'm not going to remember Bon come tomorrow. I'm just going to remember I didn't like it because it was... It was I, I, if I'm correct, nobody's faulted a lot going on, and that was my other issue with it, and Bond's doing yeah, the same thing. And I think that's what it is. I think that's the majority of what I think this song is trying to do. It's trying to do way too much with everything going, kind of going... It's trying to have that quick pace composition of what uh, their predecessor, Kiyakizaka46, was into something that isn't matching them vocally however i think bond is a better song than nobody's fault i absolutely hated nobody's fault no, that's no. probably why another i forgot shot. it another shot to you there gray but i absolutely hate it bond oh you're fine i just wanted to tease luna a little bit you're good but you know the thing is their b-sides are much better than bond in my opinion i mean goes no kotae was absolutely amazing i love that a little bit more and that's mostly because they slowed the the hell out of the composition and i think that's what they need to do i think you know the the thing is with sakurazaka because they are living into that shadow of kiyaki saka 46 and that's fine that you need to reintroduce yourself but the thing is it's going to become akb at this point if you guys aren't finding the identity i think that's what they need to do once they find their identity it'll be much better because otherwise why try to reintroduce reintroduce yourself kind of thing the thing that you're doing right now is what you could have been doing to Hinata Saka 46 but that's just me what 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 about you Greg? I know you'll have a bunch of a, a, a little bit more positive saying f towards this than us two so yeah uh and and well I'm, I'm not I'm probably not gonna be as positive as you expect but I, I will go on the record as saying I did really enjoy the song. I think Bon is a really, really good song. But I do think there is one criticism, and I think you guys kind of hinted at it a little bit in what you guys were saying. But 
musically in composition wise it is it is similar to nobody's fault it, it it's a little different but it doesn't shake it up that much and for it to be the second song of Sakurazaka 46 i i like i, said, I really really liked bond I, and i've listened to it several times as well but i really would have liked to have seen just a little bit more of a deviation than what they the previous song was but i feel like bond and nobody's fault they're doing similar things and and i do agree with you ken that they are still trying to be in that shadow of kiyakazaka 46 and i i i know they they want to stay true to what that group was but i'm like well that group was really built around the one girl and when she left you you guys you, you got to figure it out for yourself and i do think bonds is stepping in a direction of them figuring it out i don't know if it's the right direction or not but i know it's a direction uh so we'll see how things shake out i'm eager to see what that third single is going to look like and i do agree with you the b-side tracks are better but i remember liking the b-side tracks for kia kizaka 46 more anyway so yeah. i I, th I think like that's standard for this group honestly but well i think also no. because the b-side tracks wasn't really l l relying on yurita a whole lot more <laughs> than, yeah, than the e-side track was well also the b-side tracks tend to be more vocal heavy performances and yeah. not not a high energy dance number because this is the dance group at the end of the day and and i, f I feel like zakura zaka 46 while they don't have the wild dance routines that Kayaki Zaka 46 did they're still doing a pretty energetic dance routine in the music video yeah. so it, it it is something that like, like I said like they're, they're trying to be Kayaki Zaka 46's little sister I think and I think the producer's like well we see where we went wrong with Kayaki yeah. Zaka 46 and they're trying to not repeat that mistake but i think them playing it safer is hurting the group a bit more and preventing them yeah, from because, standing out because at the end of the day if they are just being 2.0 why change the name why why change the name if they are going yeah. to be it, yeah. not change that style it's just basically oh we're kiyakizaka except without yeah <laughs> yeah and, and honestly i i haven't looked at who the center was for both the songs, but they look like the same girl. So, I, yeah, it's a, a it's it's a three center system. So they they've been swapping out, I believe. Oh, okay, because the girl with like the really short cut off hair, like I I thought she was also the one of the centers in uh, nobody's fault. So, but it's been a while since I've seen that music video, so I could be wrong on that. But yeah, no, I w and I will say like like I said, as much as I liked Bond, I I don't think it's gonna win anybody over. It if you're not liking Sakura Zaka forty six, I don't think you're gonna magically become a Sakura Zaka forty six fan. But yeah, no, the center for 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 um, Bond was this was the same as as nobody's fault. Okay, I I, I thought it was. But so. Hopefully this doesn't they don't change this this doesn't change my my whole thing for it it's for the most part 
they need to be a drastically different group, I think. Because why... And like I said earlier, at the end of the day, why specify the name change? If that's the yeah. case. If they are going to live in Kiyakizaka's 46... For, Kiyakizaka's yeah. shadow at this point. Yeah. And... and I like you said earlier, Ban is a light switch towards that direction because I think overall, at the end of the day, this is a better single than nobody's fault. But I need I need more, more, more pudding, so to speak, <laughs> overall of what that change is because if not, I, I, I like I said, I'll give it three singles. I've always give groups three singles before I kind of give judgment, so to speak. But as of right now, it's not winning me over. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'll, I'll say this much. Kia Gazaka 46 was a well-oiled machine. These girls were trained to do that. And I think they're one good single away from being on fire. They just haven't had it yet. And I, I think when they get there, they'll, they'll, they'll get there. But now, like yeah. I said, I, they, may, they still may ultimately be Kia Gazaka 46's little sister. And yeah. I, I don't know if... That's a good or bad thing. Uh, that 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 might just be a reality that we have to come right. to accept, which might uh, suck just too, just but... call them Kiyaki Zaka two because little sister yeah. is is Hinata Zaka. <laughs> that that's true too. You're, you're very correct. Yeah. So Kiyaki Zaka, uh, Sakura Zaka forty six would be Kiyaki Zaka forty six is two Yeah. You're 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 right. Hinata Zaka is their little little sister, and I I. I actually think Hinata Zaka 46 has better singles, so... Well, because they know what they are. That, that's yeah. the thing. Hinata Zaka 46 knows what it is at this point. Yeah, that's why. knows what it wants to he, be, too. And it, it leans It knows what it wants it. to be. It's going to be the light light idol of yesteryear, and I don't mind that. It's fine. That's not for me, but it's it's fine. They know what they are. So, But that yeah. that's the thing with them. Nogi Zaka just doesn't know what it wants to be currently right now. And that's heading into really dangerous territory as of right now. <laughs> yeah, well, the other thing that's hurting Nogi Zaka 46 specifically is they've lost most of their heavy hitter star powers. Yeah, they lost, like, uh, they lost all of their heavy hitters at this point, but that's yeah. neither here or there at this point. I mean, now. my Ochi Min's still in the group, but... Uh, I don't think she's that popular. Although they've been trying to really push her to the front as of late. So we'll we'll see how Nogizaka shakes up too. But yeah, regardless, Bond sold the lovely 386,359 points. It's it's not as good as <laughs> as it wants it to be, but I understand at this point. But with that, let's kind of take a peek at the the albums here and there's Grow Up Brow, Some City Club It Came Back, You Got Love Yourself Keon Answer by BTS, You Got That The Offspring I didn't know they were still a band but Let the Bad Times Roll, their Japanese debut has actually gone on here so Bond is a special edition so the physical release of the special edition sold fairly well from Kiyakizaka at number 7 so seeing, like having these super singles really helped them overall <laughs> And then you got Straight Sheep again by Inezu Kenshi. It's been on and off here for close to a year now, so good for him. The book by Yael Sobi. You got Love Live, Sunshine, a Watanabe Yu. First solo concert, a beginning sailing by Shuka Saito. So, is this, an, is this a member that you like, Luna? Uh, mm. It's Watanabe Yu's one. 
I don't remember. It's been a while. I don't think it's one of my favorite members, though. No, but I'd still buy it. I'd buy yeah. it to have them all. I, I probably would buy this because the Seiyu is really good. Shuka Saito is probably one of my favorites from from Aquar, so... Yeah, so that's at number four. One Last Kiss stayed at number three, mostly because everyone's getting their vinyls right now, so... Then All Yours, Astro, Volume 2 by Astro. I believe this is a Korean group, and I'm probably correct in that assumption as well. And then Walpurgis. Is that how you say that? <laughs> that's what I'm guessing, so I bought this. Uh, I'm yeah, excited. It's beautiful. Yeah. It, it's a weird word, and I, I don't know. I'm certain there is a correct pronunciation. I think it's yeah, it is. So I was going to say it sounds like it sounds like a, a really offshoot of a whale. <laughs> yeah, uh, if it if it is truly German, I think the W would have a V sound. Valpurgis, then. Valpurgis, yeah, yeah. Imer did this, and I like like you said, Luna, you bought this already. So congratulations to yeah. Imer at number one here. So I got the very expensive version. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's so pretty. Yeah. But yeah, with that, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ungekidu. Please look out on the website here as we actually have an interview done by the lovely charm park he actually took time out of his day to do this interview so we thank him very very much so so please go check that out on our site at ongakidu.com it should be one of the bigger things ticketed things there also check us out on all the social media at twitter and instagram at ongakidu you can follow our affiliates koryu hunter he is a retro streamer that is doing all the RPGs as of late he went to do Final Fantasy 9 he did not have a good time with Final Fantasy 9 he dropped it that tells you so much how much he loves it and currently he's going through Super Mario RPG so I'm pretty sure he's been liking that game as of late but you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R you can also check out TipperTaff who is a retro variety streamer in his own right Right now, he's going through Kingdom Hearts, the first game. Please, if you do visit TimberTaff, harass him to do a level whatever run run. I think he's level 20 right now. Ask him to do a level 20 run on my behalf. That will warm my heart because he is not he's robbing me of that because he just doesn't want to play games. Why? Why, Timber? Why? But you can check him out at touch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who's probably doing very much so very well in the good old Monster Hunter Rise here. And you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name, who is a variety streamer in her own right, but she's going through Final Fantasy Remake. Once again, if you do go visit her, please do not talk about anything from the original Final Fantasy. She does not know anything about that. Especially between Eris and Sephiroth. Please do not mention any of that. But yeah, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name. F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that I do with Kyo Fangirl and Tipper called Potosaurus. And this past week we talked about... Oh, we talked about a bunch of things. We talked about the internet rabbit hole, a goofy lore, 
Zelda Breath of the Wild, and a little bit of Resident Evil. We'll probably be talking about the demo. Well, I was the only one that played the demo but for Resident Evil Village. But if you want to hear my two cents about that, go ahead and check it out by looking up Cory Hunter. Same as the Switch handle on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, Roboco, Heropo, and more Bang Dream. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter on Gakuguri, where I talk about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. Been going back through World Trigger, so if you're into that, you can follow me there and see what my thoughts are at. And what about you, Luna? You can follow me on all the lovely social medias, such as the Twitters, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, Letterboxd, at LunaMaria87, where I mainly talk about my cat, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, and random horror memes. And you can find me as Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram, where I've been posting a slightly bit more, so stay tuned to more fun photos of all the crap I've bought lately that I'm not doing anything with. But yeah, I want to say thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Ungakuriyu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna saying have a great rest of your week and thank you so much for listening. We will check you next time. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week and we'll be right back here next time. Bye bye.